ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 kyle podcast i'm your boy 12 kyle and we got a special guest man i always say we got special guests but this guest is a special one um he's been on here before he needs no introduction but i'm gonna give him one anyway uh he is the host of open run with btg and BTG for president. We nominated him. He has been elected. He has come to save the world. The West Coast Don, the east side of the West Coast, my brother, Baylor the Great. Baylor, what up? Hey, you are one of the first podcasters to actually get my sports podcast name right. It's been <laughs> on the run. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not running from anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely open run. Open run. Yeah, you'll be out. Uh, you'll be out in a couple of days on on open run. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's what's up, man. As always, man, glad to have you on. I listen to your podcast every week, um, and I try to. I, what I try to do is I try to listen to them back to back, um, to get the full essence because the open run with BTG is always something different because it's sports related. Yeah. But uh, Baylor for president, BTG for president. I mean, like it could be anything. It could be you know what's going on at the crib it could be you going to the jacuzzi with your wife it could be just a regular conversation and um anybody who's been listening to podcasts been following this brother they know that he is on top and 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 no no signs of slowing down uh <laughs> diehard sports fan uh and like i said glad to have him back on this podcast i, I could not do this specific episode without you uh, and I told you because I had the idea four or five months ago, and mm-hmm. we talked about it. He was like, "Yeah, let's do it, let's do it." And you know, it's it's like we're we're like rappers, you know, like we'll say, "Okay, well, hey, we're gonna record," and it's just really when I come to your city, when I'm in your city, I'm gonna pop, pull up in the studio and we're gonna rap, you know, like that. But um, you know, long time coming, man. But we, I, I had to get you on for this one, man. We're gonna talk about uh the best five west coast rappers now for those of you listening you guys know that i'm a huge hip-hop head what you don't know is is that you know at the time that i started listening to rap and i'm 10 years older than baylor at the time that i started listening to rap rap really wasn't it obviously wasn't as popular as it as it is now but there was no biases like you listened to whoever was dope Mm -hmm. so if it was Hammer, you was listening to Hammer. Mm-hmm. If it was Digital Underground, you was listening to Digital Underground. If it was Luke, it was Luke. If it was the Ghetto Boys, it was Ghetto. There really wasn't a lot, at least where I'm from, because I'm from South Carolina. There wasn't a lot of regional bias, and it definitely wasn't a lot of regional bias for cats like me who were from the South, because there was nobody rapping from the South. <laughs> you know, with, with the exception of Luke and a, and a handful of others and Ghetto Boys, at that time, you know, you're talking mid-80s, nobody was rapping from the South. So we gravitated towards whoever we thought was dope. And um, one of the things that changed me or changed my perspective on rap, because I was a huge rap fan, one of the main things that changed my perspective was my boy Jay Fresh, who actually currently lives in Long Beach. Um, we, he lives around the corner from me back home growing up. He had a tape, and the tape was called easy does it okay um <laughs> game changer man it, it changed everything 
Yeah. Uh, I've I've spoken on this podcast before about how that 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 tape got me in trouble. Uh-huh. That tape made, but it also fueled my passion to listen to rap because, you know, for a lot of people listening, you guys don't understand that rap was something that we thought was going to go away like breaking and disco. It was only supposed to be here for a short period of time. And when I heard Easy Does It and my aunt heard Easy E cussing out, I had the big headphones on. She walked past me and she heard the skit where. Michelle A says he once was a thug from around the way. Easy. He's like, Easy. He's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know, get the fuck out of here. And my aunt heard that from my headphones. My headphones were on. And my aunt heard it. And she was like, what was that you're listening to? And I was like, huh? And she was like, you heard me. What was you? What was what is that you're listening to? And I was like, uh, I'm listening to Easy E. And I'm like, oh, happy. I'm listening to Easy E. And she's like, who the hell is Easy E? And so she she takes the headphones off me. She puts them on. She hits rewind. Shout out to the rewind button. Mm-hmm. Plays it again. And she hears and she's like, oh my gosh, what is this? She's like, I got to let your mom hear this. So my mom got home from work. So you ain't want your mom to hear this stuff. And man, my mom heard it. And she was like, take that tape out. She handed me the tape. She was like, go put it in the trash. She was like, don't you ever bring no shit like that in my house. And I'm like, you just cuss like you. <laughs> <laughs> so barely, I walk toward the trash can, act as if I'm putting it in the trash can dip around the corner stick it back in my pocket and i figured if she didn't want me to listen to easy e that meant i needed to listen to easy e and it changed everything man but i said all that to say this we didn't have a bias in south carolina um you know growing up listening to whatever and a lot of the stuff that we listened to was west coast hip-hop so someone you know born and raised on the west coast in l.a before we even start talking about our five, man, what 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 was like your first memories of rap, particularly from the neighborhoods and, and where you came from and, and, and that side of the, the United States? It had a lot to do with Easy and NWA. You know what I mean? I even throw King T up in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we they were like superheroes, though. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, what, that's how we looked at it. And then... And then after that, we just had we just had gangster rap. That's what I grew up off of. Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, I still listen to gangster rap because it got a lot of that. It got a lot of um, it's, it's just a lot of movement that comes along with listening to gangster rap. It is, man, Dre, uh, Battle Cat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and all the way up to the Bay. Yeah, you know what I mean, I listened to a lot of Bay Area artists, and if I had to do. A Mount Rushmore for Bay Area artists. You already know two of them. Oh it's yeah, of course. The E Forty and, and T Shirt yes, ain't going yes, nowhere. Hands down. You know so between and and it's it's definitely a culture difference between mm-hmm. the two. You know what I mean? But we are still related. You know what I'm saying? We still gonna make you dance. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a lot of bass, heavy on the bass. Yes, yes. Oh, heavy, <laughs> heavy on the bass. Heavy. Y'all yeah, believe heavy. in bass. Yeah, heavy on the bass. And the way they mixed it mixed it in with the house parties and stuff like that is like, I used to make fun. Uh, I still do. I make fun of people from the East Coast, particularly New York. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yo, what did y'all dance to? You know what I'm saying? Unless y'all was dancing to house, house music and stuff like that. Like, what was y'all actually dancing to? But it's, it's a joke. I know they mm-hmm. have some music that you can rock with. Right. Um, no, nah, but that's what it was. Like you said, that tape. That tape was key, you know it what I'm was. saying? And Easy E, 
yeah, he's not going to be on your list for all-time MCs. Right. No, but he did have one of the most uh, polarizing artists of all time, in my eyes, right for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for him to actually complete that, like, I mean, he, he might not go down as one of the top artists of all time, but he's recognizable. Of course. You know I mean, cats know Hands who he is. Hands down. And he's more of a legend in the streets than, you know, obviously in, in the music business. But the music business helped propel his name to the South and the East Coast and that basically across the world. So shout out to Easy, man. That, yeah. that was definitely one of our superheroes right there oh no question and i'll be honest man because i was relatively young when it came out we believed everything so like there was no internet or nothing like that so when if he said he shot somebody we was like man easy he shot this dude like in every in in everything that we heard on that tape we just believed it so i didn't know what bloods were i didn't know what crips were prior to you know listening to that section of music because that was my introduction to LA mm. and I had no idea like you and I, we talked about it before when I had you on the podcast, like you heard stories, you saw the news, but this was different. This was, it was in your face. It was graphic, but there was a story and a message behind it. You know, mm. it wasn't just him saying I shot this many people. I sold this many drugs or that. Well, I'm this kind of gangster, but like there was something behind it. And I think that's the thing that, you know, kind of really goes unrecognized. And he's definitely a pioneer because, you know, if there were no Easy E, that I mean, he really him and N.W.A. took gangster rap to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we'll have the look or the sound that gangster rap became. Um, and it's all attributed to to what they did, and and the, you know, obviously the groundbreaking album is Straight Outta Compton. Um, which is another album from 1988, which I pro- proclaim is the greatest year in hip hop. Mm. um but uh but yeah man it that that changed it changed everything it don't get me wrong i was listening to run dmc i was listening to curtis blow but that changed everything for me um and i and to be honest i don't even know how my boy jay fresh got his hands on the tape because it wasn't something like it wasn't like it was being sold everywhere it he might have found it like in in like a little bin on the side or something like that. I don't think he, well, he, he and, and he stays in Long Beach, right? Yeah, he lives in Long Beach. But at the oh. time, we were in Florence. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so he didn't, he didn't know. I mean, we and you know, in South Carolina at that particular time, we were talking about the eighties. Unless he got mailed out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, like we we got it, but we always got music late. So whatever was happening in New York, it came. You know, if something happened in New York. Music wise, in June we might hear about it in September. <laughs> we were a couple months behind, which is crazy because y'all are actually closer to New York than we are. We was getting the music over there on yeah, the East Coast. I don't. We we were getting it late. We, you know what? To be honest, man, we would get West Coast music before we got East Coast music. So that as strange as it sounds, that, that make that makes sense. This is why the West has always been cool with the South. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always, man. Always. And so. That, you know, in NWA Easy, you know, listening to groups like 783, um, like you mentioned, King T, Act of Food, that was another thing that we used to bump. So it got me to thinking about my best five rappers from the West Coast. And it's hard because, like I said before, when you, it's easy to do a top 10, right? Anybody can do a top 10. But when you say, okay, give me your best five um that's a little bit more difficult and so i'm interested 
even with our age gap, but we are so much alike. I'm interested to see because I, I have an idea of who might appear on yours, but then I'm like, uh, I don't know. This one might, this one might not. But I told you, you know, on your podcast that I would tell you, you know, once we're done, uh, who I thought was going to be on your list and who who may have made. That's the part I'm waiting on. <laughs> so, That's the part I'm waiting on. So, do you have yours for like from five to one? Absolutely. Do. Okay, let's get Absolutely it. Then. Do it. And I'll be four, and I'm gonna start from five, right? Okay. Yep. Yep. So are we going? Are we going back and forth? Yeah. Let's go back and forth. Let's go okay. back and forth. Well, just disclaimer: my top five. I I came up with my top five based off of who I listen to the most, mm-hmm. and if I had to go into battle. Okay. And not just. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about album versus album. I'm not talking about lyricism. I'm talking about. Pre- I'm talking about everything. I'm talking mm-hmm. about what they did uh, during and after their careers. I'm talking about what they meant for the city, my city in general, and how they crossed over to other people's cities. Okay. Okay. So, at number five, I got Nip. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So, tell me why you got Nipsey Hustle at number five. I got Nip at number five because when you talk about an overall West Coast artist in and out, he is probably number one if you want to talk about how our influence on the gang culture is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, he was not shy by uh, promoting <laughs> his gang, Rolling 60s. You know what I'm not saying? At all. And But this was a businessman. Mm-hmm. This was a guy who grew up through the street, in the streets of L.A., a part of the the culture adapted to everything that the culture presented and had a business mind. And then you started to put out music. Now, he doesn't have the catalog as everybody else that I have, mm-hmm. but his he has songs that has major impact. So with the street impact, the music impact, and then his impact across the world before... And during and after his death, mm-hmm. that's why he's in my top five. Okay, okay, um, that's a that is a that is a great pick for number five. Um, let me ask a piggyback question before I give you my fifth. Is there if you had to pick one, what's your favorite Nipsey song? If you had to pick one, Blue Laces. Um, I might have to go with I might have to go with Blue Laces. Okay. Okay. I might have to go with blue. I might have to go with blue laces. Change okay. the weather. We'll see there because there's a lot of songs I like on this mixtape. And he obviously he doesn't have. He only has one album. Right. Right. Um, but there's a lot of other songs that stand out. But I'm, I'm gonna have to go with blue laces. Okay. 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 Man, that that is a great pick uh, for number five. Um, I, I, I'm I normally don't bend the rules, but it's my podcast. So I'm gonna bend the rules, Baylor. I hardly, I anytime I do a list or something like that, I never have a tie, but I have a tie for number five. Okay. All right. So my first part of number five is the game. Okay. Um, this dude again, his not even so much as his discography, but the way the wave that he came in on, like he was in your face, he was brash. He really reminded me like of the early mid early to mid well, I say mid to late 80s kind of rappers, but 
his whole style and swag and what he was rapping about. And I know people got on him about name dropping and stuff like that. It didn't bother me as much. Um, but that those first two albums, man, I mean, like, I played the hell out of them albums, man. I, I couldn't stop. And, I mean, obviously he had Dre's co-signs, so that made him even more popular. Um, but just the overall way that he came, he came into the game and his approach and where rap was for the West – he says he brought it back. I don't necessarily know that it ever left, but if it was here, he took it here. He took it to another level. And um, and what Cats couldn't dispute was that he was lyrical, you know, yeah. particularly on those first couple of albums. Like he was game was giving you bars and he wasn't he wasn't even though he was running. He was with 50 and those guys. He wasn't he wasn't one of those guys who was a West Coast guy to try to try to sound like he was from the East Coast because he was being produced by 50 and M and all of these guys like that. He he kind of at least for me from where I stood, he stayed true to his roots. Um yeah. so I, I had game at five and the other half of number five was Nipsey. Um that's why I kind of chuckled when you said Nipsey. I, I was late on Nipsey and I, I I mentioned this on the podcast before. I was late on this dude. I heard him but I didn't hear him really until Victory Lap came out. Because mm-hmm. once Victory, I started listening to Victory, I was like, yo, like, what was I, what was I missing? Like, why didn't I hear? Because here's the thing, like, one of the first songs that I heard him on was was a, a Ninth Wonder beat on Ninth Wonder's album. And he, I was like, okay, this dude is nice. Like, he's, because I had heard about his reputation. I'd heard about the fact that, you know, he was selling a mixtape for $100. I was like, man, who the hell is buying a $100 mixtape? And then, you know, when Jay-Z gave him the cosign, you know, that a lot of times for rap fans is something that's very key is when, when an OG or, or, or somebody else established in the game gives you a cosign and say, hey, this guy's dope or this girl is dope, and then you get along with it. But, um, yeah, man, once I heard Victory Lap, then I went back to Crenshaw. And I was like, damn, where was I when this shit came out? Like, I'm like, what was I doing? Where was I? But, I mean, like, even now, like yesterday, man, I was just – Riding around, I just put Crenshaw on and I just hit shuffle. Yeah. Just let it play. I just yeah. let it play. Um that's a cold project. Yeah, man. It 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 is. And um I keep going back and forth between that and Victory Lap because Victory Lap was my first true introduction. But even like when I'm hearing songs or features that he's had with other people, um, I'm still impressed, man. I'm still like, damn, like I I wish I'd got on earlier, but I'm glad that I got him when I got him, you know. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, obviously rest in peace that he's no longer here. And that was another thing too, in his death, I didn't realize he was that major to so many people. Like I was telling my son, like I said, nobody else gets, you don't get to die. And then they have your, your funeral at the Staples center. Like only him and Michael Jackson. (laughs) That's it. You know? And, um, you know, and he, got, no, and he got and he got a street name. You know what I'm saying? He got a street name there for him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like you know, that type of stuff doesn't happen. And um, you know, it, it, it's uh, I, I'm I'm even more impressed the more and more I listen to, especially when I hear stuff that I haven't heard before. Um, but yeah, I got I got him at five. I probably say my favorite Nipsey track. Now that's hard for me. To, um, <sighs> damn, I'm gonna probably say. Last time that I checked, that that get the party hype. That, it it, get, it get me hype every time, man. Yeah. It get me hype every time. Him and YG, come on, man. Yeah, I get the party hype. But come I on. mean, you you're not the only one that 
I've heard a lot of people, but I was also surprised after his death about, uh, uh, you know, people from Detroit and Miami. And it, and it seemed like it was, a, it was a lot of places on the East Coast and the Midwest that just, they just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I can't be that, I can't say that I'm, I'm that surprised because he was doing a lot of work that we would hear about that the average person wouldn't hear about. You right. Know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, you know, when the situation that happened, when they asked, well, how could he get caught on his own turf like that? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, man, because he was going to these cats' hoods without bodyguards. Right. That, how authentic can you be? You know what I'm saying? And it's not like he had, he was going to the, was, which was once called the enemies. He was going and shaking and breaking bread with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's kind of a, you know, he was supposed to meet with the chief of police that day. You know what I mean? To talk about Crazy. the gang violence in the streets and stuff like that. They don't know about the civil war between the six O's and the eight trays. Mm-hmm. They don't know that that's the biggest war we've had since, you know, the beginning of time. Wow. You know, that's our World War One in in, in right. a way. You know what I'm saying? So when you had all of them on the same street celebrating, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, so to put him at five is, is not a surprise. It's not a surprise. Yeah. He is, he is L.A. Yeah. He is the epitome of L.A. I think so, too. I think, I think that's the thing that really impressed me, even in his death. Like I didn't know. I knew he was big. I didn't know he was that big. Like it, it you, you're right. He he definitely put on, and the messages. And you know what? It was weird, man. Was like I remember one day. You know how YouTube is set up. YouTube is a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I clicked on one video. He was like on the Breakfast Club or something. Not, maybe not. It might have been Hot 97 or something like that. And it was only a four minute clip. And then the rest were nips. I mean, I I spent like the next hour watching video after video and i mean like he was dropping science yeah. dropping knowledge to everybody about all the stuff he was doing so yeah he definitely if for, for his impact alone i definitely had to put him in my top five i like that normally on do ties but he he in game for different reasons i had i had him at uh i had him at five um I let's respect, move I, re- I respect it but i do want to say this about game. Go, ahead, go ahead go ahead game game will always be in the west coast hall of fame you know what i mean but Respectfully, game was supposed to be who Nipsey was. Okay. To us. And he did bring the West Coast back. He just, but he brought a portion of it back. He brought mm. LA back because mm. the Bay Area was already popping. Okay. They were already popping. And to say LA, I don't, I know I, I can hear all the Compton natives yelling and stuff <laughs> like that. Compton is not LA, and they will tell you that. But, but, Outside of LA, Compton is LA. Right. So he brought LA back. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, so okay, so before we go to four, quick question. So is there a difference? I'm I'm sure we can't tell because we're not from, but is there a difference in the sound between no. a rapper from Compton no. or Watts? Okay, okay. No, LA, LA LA rap Long Beach. Well, I would say this Long Beach got a has more of a, a soulful okay more bounce to it okay but it's it's still considered it's all under the LA umbrella gotcha but you gotcha. do have Long Beach is Long Beach Compton is Compton 
Then you got Watts and Inglewood. Mm-hmm. But nah, man. We if you go out as if we go out of state and we start talking and we start saying words with an R in it, you know we from LA. <laughs> we start saying water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very distinct, very distinct dialect. Uh all right. So number four, who you got it for? Um, I had to switch it around. Okay. And I remember I, I it's Pac. Pac is at Pac is at number four. Pac is at number four because Pac, for one, that put that dropped him down because he's not originally from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But not only did his career start over here, we adopted him on both sides, mm-hmm. the Bay and LA. You know what I mean? So before he even got to LA, he was in the Bay Area. You know what I mean? And then he came down here and he adopted the West Coast in a real way. Like it, it's a lot of cats that come over here and just use our low riders and use, <laughs> our, use our women and stuff like that. But, but no, I mean, like if you didn't have his birth certificate or if he didn't, if he didn't talk about it, uh, you would think he was from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then even then, Pac had his own sound. Pac did. didn't sound like a West Coast artist. He just rapped over West Coast beat, over West Coast beats, and he had this West Coast aura to. I mean, he represented the West Coast. Um, and the only reason why I can't have him up there is because I think Nip and Pac is in the same vein. Mm, okay, but Nip didn't put out as much projects as Pac. Right, was not long enough. And I also, th- I also think, I ain't going to say I know, but I know I've heard Nip talk about Pac before. He also looked up to Pac. Yeah. And, no one, thing those, and, and one thing those two cats got in common is that uh, they, were, they were impactful in such a short time. You know what nice. I mean? And at, with that being said, Pac was the teacher. You know what I mean? And I don't look at Pac as an East Coast artist or necessarily just a West Coast artist. I look at him as one of the best hip-hop artists of all time mm-hmm. what, and, and if i had to i'll strip a city or a region or a state off of him and just that's just Pac. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so that but at the same time we know california love <laughs> <laughs> Pac is at number four for me oh yeah okay okay um favorite Pac song who do you believe in okay okay i get lost in that song yeah man that's a jam that's a jam right there either that i mean i got nothing to lose i love nothing to lose it's yeah it's a lot of b-sides when it comes to oh yeah oh yeah and he he has so much music like you said you know unlike nip he, he didn't get a chance to to really get there um man okay my four the best way I can describe my four, my four and my three may flip flop at some point. Uh-huh. Um, at four, I have Kendrick Lamar. Uh-huh. Um, this dude lyrically is out of here. Um, I think if he keeps on this same trajectory, he can go where no other i mean we already know as far as popularity and as far as you know record sales and stuff like that he's going to do numbers that that goes without saying but just his what he's doing sonically 
if you listen to him lyrically, I mean, really, there's a case that he could be he could be higher on most people's list. Um, but this dude, man, he is one of my favorites. He's my favorite current rapper right now. Um, and he's been my favorite current since he's been out. Uh, I love what he's about. I love the fact that he does not hide where he's from. Um, he wears it as a badge of honor. Um, and he's not afraid to push the limit on what he does in the, in the booth. Uh If you listen to his songs, none of them, like even his vocal tones don't even sound the same on you go listen to good kid, Mad city. You go listen to, um, to pimp a butterfly to pimp a butterfly. I think is about as close to as perfect an album. Just my opinion is about as close to as perfect an album as you can have in today's society. I think the thing is his vocal inflection, his messages, images, and all of that stuff that he's doing, man. Kendrick is out of here. Um, I struggle putting him at four. I'm going to be honest because I could bail it. I could make a case that he could be a lot higher than what he is. I I'm, I'm, I constantly flip-flop between him and who I'm going to name for number three. He can definitely pass three, and he's got a shot at two and one. I'll just put it like he's number four with a bullet, as they used to say back in the day. Um, favorite song? Um, damn, that's tough, man. Because Section Eighty, up until he made "To Pimp a Butterfly," Section Eighty is my favorite album from Kendrick. A lot of look, look, a lot of people that actually listen to music yes. say that. I, I, and there's no knock on Good Kid, Mad City. I love Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, in fact, there's going to be a podcast breaking out Good Kid, Mad City because uh, it's going to celebrate, I think, 10 years uh, later this year, November, I think. Um, but, damn. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to... I, Braylor, you know, I, I I may have to go to... I may have to go... I may have to come back to that. I... I and I, I, I want to say one or two, man, but it's like, it's, it just depends on my mood, man. I mean, because like when I put on Section 80, it's all the way through. When I put on Good Kid, Good Kid Mad City, it's all the way through. When I listen to, to Pimper Butterfly, it's all the way through. Um, damn, most of it, I'm going through. You know, this, this new album, I'm still digesting it. It's still a cold-ass album. I mean, he hasn't missed to me. Yeah, yeah. And his visuals. Yes, and his visuals crazy. I would just say when I get to him, then I'll let you. Know. <laughs> so that means he's on the list. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Kendrick is uh, K Dot is he's, he's crazy, man. I, I love that dude, man. I, I think, I think the sky's the limit. He's one of those few artists, man, that I think of today where you could put him in any era of hip hop and he would have been fine. I yeah. really do. I really yeah. do. I really yeah. do. Yeah, he's that guy. He's that Kung Fu Kenny. Kung oh, yeah. That's Kenny. him. That's him, man. That's him. He represents the city well. Yeah, he does. He does. Well, and the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where we at? Number three? Yeah, you at three. <laughs> That's Uncle Snoop. That's Uncle Snoop at three. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You got to have Long Beach uh, on the list. And when I tell you a game changer, when I seen you, when when Dre brought him out with this big old afro, <laughs> when I seen him on the handlebars, I'm like, yo, who? Is, and he looked, and he all of what six, 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 seven. I'm like, man, like he changed the whole game. And let it be known, from, and from the gate, 
he was loved by everyone. So how you said, you know, you got caught by your aunt listening to Easy E, mm-hmm. and he was saying this, that, and the third, and was like, "No, nah, we can't have this." Now Snoop out the gate, a lot of older people was was liking Snoop out the gate. My mom's one of her favorite tracks of all time. May she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Was uh, uh, America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. and she she love she love she loves Snoop dog like and every, but everybody does yeah man everybody does like he's he will forever he will probably be the highest ranked uncle up forever. to everybody forever. forever forever just the coolest cat I mean this is the only he, he crit walk during the Super Bowl <laughs> in the city of Inglewood which people still don't they still haven't caught that they still I, don't you know, I didn't know that until you pointed that out to me um. I think we talked about it via text. You was like, you won't believe he, he crip walk in Inglewood. And I was like, okay, was that? And then you explained why that was yeah. significant. I was like, word? I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. For the listeners out there, Inglewood is predominantly a blood city, historically. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, that's where the Rams and the Chargers play and stuff like that. So for him to be on the big stage and highlight to me, which is a top five dance of all time. Yes. Uh, that was just crazy. And then they had pictures and stuff of him smoking backstage and it's like but that snoop like at this point we can't be surprised he has the most random commercials out of anybody (laughs) you know what i mean he he's still putting out projects he come on he has collaboration with martha stewart Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and 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 uh, you know his voice lyrically like he he just he he's had that to me that career is kind of like I want to say like Tim Duncan ish mm. you know what I'm saying like it, it, he had a he had a very great long career mm. you know what I'm saying so yeah Snoop at number three for me okay you got a favorite Snoop song Tim and Juice what okay okay <laughs> and that video. And that video might be top five. It might yes. be top five, yes. man. But I never, because when you when you feed the people that you are around that help you get there, and I'm not saying that I actually helped him get to where he was at, mm-hmm. but when you display our culture as authentic as you did, dog, you know how many times I've seen cats getting their hair braided on the steps? Mm. You know how many times I've written on the handlebars? You know what I'm saying? I, all of that, the homies coming in and 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 just walking up to my room. I'm not even ready yet. I'm not even dressed all the way. Up. Like, <laughs> we waiting outside for you. Like, yeah, man, that was. And he and he from Long Beach. Long yeah, Long Beach in L.A. is two different places. <laughs> tell him still under the tell umbrella. Him, bro. Tell him, tell yeah. him, tell him. Yeah, because people don't know. Like it ain't, and it, and they're not. I mean, they're not relatively they're not far away but they're not relatively close they're not they're not far i'll put it to you like this this is why we consider everything under one umbrella because Mm -hmm. it's not like new york where the boroughs are so far apart Mm -hmm. we're actually way closer than those boroughs you know what i mean you can Mm -hmm. get on a freeway with traffic it might take you maybe 30 45 minutes to get from long beach depending on where you at you know what i mean but long beach and la and compton long beach and compton is right next to each other yep you know yep. what I'm saying? Watts and 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 Inglewood and 
all these cities like that, they're they're not too far away from each other. It's mm-hmm. a, they're a couple of streets. Make the wrong turns, and you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make the wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, but but I think it's easier for them to understand and know that you got to learn about the gang culture to understand the difference Thanks. between the cities and the streets and stuff like that. Trust me. If you're not from out here, go down that rabbit hole. It'll at least take you two to three years to understand it all. Right. I'm from here, 39 years. I don't even understand it all. <laughs> but I understand it. Hey, I really don't understand it. I, I, I used to think when, when somebody said somebody was crip walking, I thought like when they their feet movement, they were spelling out the name of their gang in the ground. That's what I thought it was when somebody they at least... Too. They yeah, that's what they, but you know, and that's what it was explained to me. And they was like, no, nah, that ain't necessarily the case. Crip Walker be this. I was like, okay. No, it didn't come, it, it really didn't become commercial until probably the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. maybe. And that was because it was such a popular dance and it was yeah. dope. But if you're not from LA and you knew how to do that dance, if you did that at a house party or in the club, bro, you. You got to chill out. You, you know what I'm saying? Because they used to spell a hood out. They used to cross cast hoods out. And it's, look, now it's commercial, though. Right, it's, right, it's, right. A, it's a commercial dance. Everybody know how to do it and things like that. But no, a lot of Crips would tell you, dog, if you ain't no Crip, don't, you know yeah, what I'm don't saying? Don't do it. Don't do and it. And if the Bloods don't recognize you, they're going to assume you're a Crip because you're over here Crip walking. And even if they know you're not game banging, you did the Crip walk, that's disrespectful to them. Exactly. So they're going to beat you up. So Exactly. Exactly. And you, like you said, you got to know the culture, man. You got to know the culture. Yeah. Um, three for me is going to be Pac. Okay. Um, some people might have him placed higher. Uh, I, I said I, I've kind of flip-flopped between him and Kendrick. Um, you know, he's obviously solidify where he is uh kendrick i think is way more lyrical but Pac's impact you can i can make it and i've said this on before on other podcasts and i and i i, I won't i won't be I, i'll be remiss if i didn't repeat it i can make a case that tupac is the most influential rapper period not oh, just absolutely. on the west coast not just on the east just period ever um to have lived through that era in which Pac had his run and like you mentioned earlier, Baylor, he was relatively young. Like Pac died at like 24. Uh-huh. And his time, his time frame in music was only like maybe four, maybe five years at that, if that. Uh, so he didn't have a whole bunch of time. But in the short period of time he had us, as far as like what he was able to give us creatively through his music, through acting, so forth and so on, was incredible. He did um, so much in a short in a short very amount short of time. If you if you listen to his music, watch his movies, listen to his interviews, know about his drama and things like that, you would think the man died in his 40s. <laughs> right, right. And you know what's weird was when he died, like I didn't even think that he was 24. Like because at that particular time in the 90s, man, we, we didn't know how old people were. So I was in just, middle, I was in middle school. I was in college. And, you know, September 13th, 1997, I mean, 1996, I'll never forget that day. And I just remember, you know, and I talked about it before in the podcast, like when he got shot, it was like, oh, damn, Pac got shot again. But we thinking, okay, he's going to be okay. And the last word that we got, because again, we didn't have the internet. The last word we got was that he was getting better and that he had talked or something like that. Or, or, and I don't know if that was true or not, if he ever came out of, you know, uh, consciousness or whatever, but um, his impact was long lasting 
And I don't think that we, I mean, I know we'll never see another Tupac again, but his, his impact was tremendous and it's still being felt to this day. You, there, there are so many rappers that came after him that they can't say that they're not from Tupac's tree. You know, every, every artist has a tree. Some are from a tree and some are just branches themselves that, you know, you can branch off from. And a lot of people branched off from the Tupac tree. And, um, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. My um, favorite Tupac song, I got to say, Ambitions of a Rider, man. I mean, that it, it gets me every time, man. It gets me every time. It gets me every time. And, and, you, and you know that that infamous story, that's when he got released mm-hmm. and went straight to the studio with Daz. That's a Daz beat right there. Yep, yep. Shout Ooh, out to Daz. Crazy beat maker. Hey, when that come on, like, you got to understand the reason why Pac will always be right. He moves your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Him, DMX, these are certain cats that get you ready for war. Yes. And there's it's peace, total peace outside. <laughs> you turn on Ambition as a writer, you are ready to fight. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, like, oh my God. Man. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, no, but I, I like how you said, like, there is a tree that he created and a lot of rappers branched off of that. But I will say it is only to me, only one rapper branched off and they cut that, they cut that fruit short. And that was Nip. Mm, okay. I think, I think, I think it was a lot of, I think it was a lot of artists that branched off of them. They ended up being bad fruit, but mm. not Nip. Okay. I, I, you get no argument from me. <laughs> what you got at number two? K-Dot. Ooh. Okay. K-Dot is the first MC to call out the East Coast and calling himself the king of New York at the same time, okay? Nobody wants that problem. The only problem, the only person that kind of like nitpick at him was, was, the, was the Canada guy. You know what I mean? And he, and he Canada knows dry. <laughs> yeah, and he, know, and he knows better. But outside, outside of that, I know, I know him and Big Sean kind of squashed it or whatever. Uh, but nobody wants problems with him. Nobody mm-hmm. wants problems with him. And when I tell you he literally came out of nowhere, I'm talking about literally came out of nowhere. But him and Nip name was kind of bubbling at the same time out here. Mm-hmm. It's just that K-Dot just took, he just took off. And the one thing that stands out about him, he doesn't sound like your everyday West Coast artist. Facts. You know what I mean? He doesn't make gangster rap but he has gangster tales inside right. of his rap. Right. And honestly, he can hold his own with just about anybody past, present, or future. And the reason why I got him up there is because I think he has it. And to me, I'm a person that no longer believes in the best artist of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Because Big died when he was young. Pac died when he was young. A lot of, a lot of kids these days don't know who Rakim is. You know what I mean? So when we really started talking about who was in their bag and the, and the best of all time, mm-hmm. they not listening to King Disease 1 and 2 and understanding how that is a masterpiece so far apart from where he started with Nas, okay. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's why, but I feel like, like you said, if K-Dot was to continue to make music for the next, I don't know, five or 10 years, I think he can make a case for being on Mount Rushmore. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily I don't necessarily like to use the 
I have to, but I don't with him is different. So they're going to bring up Jay-Z and they're going right. to bring up right. mostly what he's done outside of hip hop and then what he did for hip hop. Right. So that's what we talk right. about nowadays is what you can accumulate outside of hip hop. Mm-hmm. That is unmatched because he's the one that came from our era and lasted the longest besides Nas. You know what I mean? Uh, we bring up the other two. The other two are gone and they've been gone. Yep. You know what I mean? I think K dot is is the is is the ch- the problem child that was that they those four pretty much created. Yes. And if he can continue to go, I think he could be the best ever. Yeah, man. You get an argument from me. That's why I said like he's he's moving. He's he's at, he's on my list at four, but he's moving steadily up the chart. And I don't think at this rate he's not he's he's not slowing in, showing any signs of slowing down. And, you know, the thing that I I try to tell people is that what's impressive to me about him is that he's not in a rush. Mm. You know, he he definitely has been influenced by the people that came before him because he'll put an album out. He'll tour that album and he'll chill. You're not going to see him on a whole bunch of mixtapes. You're not going to see him at a bunch of shows when he's touring. You better catch him because it might be another two or three years before the next album comes, which is honestly, man, that's how it used to be. That's how it probably should be. You know, that way you don't oversaturate yourself for as for as great as I think Lil Wayne is. Lil Wayne's run probably ended because people got tired of Lil Wayne because he was on every damn song. Uh-huh. He was on every song on the radio. He was on every song on a mixtape. And I understand we understand why he was doing it. And he was really the hottest dude in the game. I mean, now people say Drake, you know, but same for Drake. after a while, people get tired of you. But K Dot's not around enough for you to get tired of him. You know, when he and when he has something to say, he's gonna have something to say and it, and it's gonna be dope. And yeah, I, I you you get no argument from me, man. He got um, a song called Auntie Diaries. My auntie is a man now. And and that's my favorite song on that album. Okay, wow. Because of the production alone. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that album, just listened to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. It got to Auntie Diaries. I ain't even gonna lie. I was barely paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Then, like a minute, minute and a half, I forgot which. I forgot the, uh, the the mark, but this sound just started coming in, and I'm like, "Yo, this sounds phenomenal." <laughs> Yo, what is it? And then I started listening to it. Like his auntie is a man now, and I'm like, and then it's and then it's, and then his cousin Dimitri. Yo, mm-hmm. like. Man, I, and I understand this is the wrong era to drop that type of project, right? Because they right. don't under they don't they don't they don't they don't understand, and they didn't grow up in the nineties where mm-hmm. if your auntie did like women, it was kind of like taboo, right? You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then he tied it back around. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people don't remember when he let that white girl on stage and spit them bars, and she said the word. And they don't remember, remember that. I remember. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, K Dot. K Dot is at number two. All right, you got a favorite K Dot song? Because I, I I just I just thought of mine. My favorite K Dot song. I got to go back to Section Eighty. I got to go back to the joint that always got me going. That was Rigor Mortis. Okay, okay. I'm I can't come on, man. I can't yeah, even I, that. I, 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 it just when he starts flowing man it's that's crazy and then i watched the video i was like man this dude is out of here and that's another thing he has a lot of okay my my favorite song and that's why i wanted to get it i i thought about changing it but i can't because i also like the video that's attached to it okay if these walls could talk 
Come on, that man. song is so smooth. You could play that just about anywhere. Oh my god, that song feels good. That song yeah, feels man. damn good. Uh, but he got a video of that too. Uh, yeah, if, if these walls could talk. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. I love that joint, man. Again, that whole album, it, it and it's something that I still constantly listen to. And the, the dope thing I love about that album, man, which is, especially with Kendrick's music, is that I, I'm still picking up on stuff each listen. So, uh-huh. like, even when I listen to the current album, I'm listening to I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't catch that. I didn't hear that drum. Or I didn't hear that bar. Or I didn't understand what he meant by that because maybe I was washing dishes when I was listening to it and I wasn't really into, like you said, into the song or what have you. Um, but yeah, man, Kendrick at number two, no, no argument from me. Cause and, and let me just say this. I'm simple. I'm simple when it comes to, to, I'm not, I'm simple when it comes to bars. Right. Mm-hmm. I love, I love JD kids is in my all time top five, like non-biased. Mm-hmm. And that's because bars alone, but I'm okay with what people complain about when it comes to K-Dot. And that is, he has a lot of Easter eggs. He got a lot of things that will go by. No, yes. dog. If you're a real fan of hip-hop, if you're a real fan of K-Dot, take your ass to YouTube and go figure out what he was talking about. Then it all kind of makes sense. Then don't don't wait five, ten years later like, oh, now I get it. Now, now. I get it. <laughs> nah, nah. But if that's not your cup of tea, stop drinking it. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I think some fans are I don't want to call them lazy, but like they're not used to being fed a nice huge steak dinner. They're used to McDonald's. And don't get me wrong, I if you like McDonald's, cool. But I've gotten past the point in my life where McDonald's could be dinner for me. It might be a snack. It might be something I could nibble on every now and then. But no, I want a nice steak dinner. And the great thing about a nice steak dinner is when you bite into that steak, you no matter how many times you bite into it, you're still getting the juice. You're still getting you. You can say finding out. You finding out what ingredients is yeah, it. exactly. That, that's why I said when this auntie said faggot, faggot, faggot. We can say it together, but only if you let that white girl say nigga. And niggas, they didn't know what they was talking about. He didn't right. know. Come on, man. They, they missed that. It flew right over the head because I remember that. I remember that like it was yesterday when that yeah. chick, when he got that chick on stage, um, and that was a pivotal moment too in in his you know ascension as an MC. Um, but yeah, man, no, no argument for me at K dot at two. Um, my number two, <sighs> gotta go with Snoop, man. Okay, um, okay, and you know what? I already know who number one is. Yeah, you that are, is I mean, crazy. That I is mean, crazy. Yes, yeah, so I, I when you said K dot is at two, I was like, okay, I, we probably got the same number one. Um, yeah, man, Snoop, man, that that Snoop it's hard. it's going to be really interesting how we explain who Snoop was how he went from um, uh, being on trial for murder yeah and murder was the case that they d- gave me and being you know doing shows with Martha Stewart and um commercials uh the commercial that's out now I love that that's my favorite commercial yeah the beef um, he had the beef he had with uh Suge Knight yeah you know and then burying that you know, all up under Dre's tutelage and then striking out on his own, going to Master P no and No Limit. Yeah. And then, you know, and then coming back and doing his own thing and just, I mean, Snoop is a household name now. I mean, like the dude went from doggy style to being a household name. And, you know, my my love affair for Snoop started with that album. Um, I just remember Baylor, man. It was, it was, when I say it was crazy, 
I and I always tell the story, man. I went to the Prince of Orange Mall in Orangeburg, South Carolina, where I was at school of South Carolina State to get the album. Barely, we had they moved the album up. Mm-hmm. The album was supposed to come out on Tuesday. They pushed it up to Friday because, like, it was about to get bootlegged. So for kids at home, if your album got bootlegged, that meant like a copy of it made it to the streets, and if the streets got it, then people would dub it, and you know the artists would lose out on sales. Man, we I'll go to the Prince of Orange Mall Bella at a because the 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 store closed and it was going to open up at midnight just to sell the Snoop Dogg record, the Doggy Style album. <laughs> I get there at eleven thirty. Bella, the the keep in mind this is at the mall. The mall is closed. The record store is about to open, but there's already a line in the mall out the door into the parking lot at eleven thirty for us for a store that's going to open up at midnight. And here's the thing, folks. If you did not buy that album, the day that it came out, you walked around for the next week and a half to two weeks without the album and everybody else had it. Yeah, And you felt the shame <laughs> having the bootleg. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like we felt bad for the artists mm-hmm. that were bootleg because we didn't. We mm-hmm. didn't. We just, but we still supported them in some type of right. way. Right. But if you had if you had the blank CD and it had Snoop Dogg on mm-hmm. it, you felt bad because you didn't have the authentic one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's what it was, man. That was the culture back then. Yeah, man. It, it was it was crazy. I just um I just remember, man, we everybody had to have that. And I, I was fortunate enough that, you know, by the time I got in the store and bought it, I was probably about, I don't know, 30 people down or whatever. But it was um it was incredible, man. His his run has just been amazing. Um, and he's signed, he's shown no signs of slowing down, acting, doing game shows. I mean, Snoop is everywhere. Like I say, he's a household name. And I mean, like, this dude was a he was when he came out, he was just really you would you could have never predicted this. No, even Snoop on his wildest dreams would have ever would have ever predicted this. But um He's been that dude, man, for a long time, man. And he's, like you say, he's everybody's favorite uncle, you know. Yep. And um, cool, just cool. And and like you said, long, long, represent Long Beach. And when you talk about Long Beach MCs having that flow and that soul, that's what his music was, man. That's what his yeah. music is. Yeah. Um, favorite, damn. Whew. Um, the Shiznit. Okay. Man, listen. <laughs> okay. I, I I I could just start rapping that. That yeah. I mean that's how I feel, that's how I feel about G. As soon as I hear that, did, 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 did. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yes, yes, yes. So so what you got at number one, man? You already know, man. The Don Mega, Mr. Yay himself. Mm-hmm. Um so many reasons. Ice Cube, uh, for those of you at home. If I had to, if I had to compare myself to a rapper, it would probably be Ice Cube. Why? Okay. Because again, he was born into the game culture, but he was wise enough and smart enough. I'm not saying that the other cats weren't. We because the game culture was a way of living. Mm-hmm. It was a way of life out here. But he played it to where, yo, no, nah, I'm cool on both sides. You know, enter Westside Connection. You yes. know what I mean? The comrades. You know what I mean? Like it was just 
it it was it was it was just a smart move. Like he he was in between both of the flags. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cash knew he was, and he messed messed with both of the flags. But when I tell you this was one of the best gangster political rappers of all time. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, he got a he got an album called America's Most Wanted America's with three Most K's Wanted. in it. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, Lethal Injection, The Predator. I think I'm talking about of all time, including the East Coast and Cats from the South. I think Kanye, some people say Kanye has a four P. Um, I, I, I'm not going to argue that. I, I say he has an official three P. Yeah. To me, K Dot has a four P, four albums in a row. And I mm-hmm. think Cube has a four P. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and then we don't even want to go, we don't even want to go outside the booth. You know what I mean? With the big three. Friday, Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are we there just, yet? <laughs> are we there yet? All about the Benjamins, like, like just movies in general, and the Straight Out of Compton movie. Straight Out of Compton, he put his son on. His son is making a name for himself. Oh gosh, man. You know what I mean? So, Ice Cube is just, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I I always giggle at the whole. When they put ice cube and iced tea and they say, What is this? <laughs> like iced tea with ice cubes in it. But um, yeah, no, ice cube. And to me, I think ice cube should go along with I don't want to discuss the rest of my Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. but I think I think ice cube should be up there. Oh, no question. No question. This this, mean- this this is one of the cats who who was a part of a legendary group, wrote for them. Yep diss them and arguably a top three diss track of all time. You know, top three. If, if it's top three, it's number one for me. I know. Yeah, it ain't even I, close. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, it's it's a lot of votes for hit them up. <laughs> but you well, here's my thing about hit them up. Pop used other people. Like he bought outlet. Like if, if me and you fighting, we fighting. We we don't need you know your wife to jump in, your kids to jump in. We don't need nobody. We only we we supposed to square up man to man. So Pop, he you know hit him up was a a a. a uh, a posse diss track. I, I ain't for that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's not to take away. Pox verse was lethal. Don't get me wrong, but I never have dinner with the president. Yeah, I never have dinner with the president. I never yeah. have dinner with the president. And when I see you ask again, I'll be hesitant. Yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on, yelling Compton, but you move to Riverside. <laughs> move to Riverside. <laughs> if y'all don't know the day, look, I hey. say not too long from Riverside. <laughs> Very beautiful place. It is. It is. Uh, it is yeah cute man that's my guy all time yeah man i and it's funny you mentioned that because my wife is originally from compton but when i first met her her parents were living out in moreno valley mm. and so i was like so and so i i came out in in uh 96 to see her and for christmas break and so that was my first christmas away from my family whatever like that and my second time in, in la and that verse didn't mean much until I saw how far <laughs> Riverside was from college. Like, damn, this is like worlds away, really. And, and Moval is even further. Right, right. Yeah. And I flew into LAX. I, did, I was like, damn, oh, this is, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so it's a trip. But um, yeah, my number one is Ice Cube too, man. Um, I, 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 I figure we probably have this this guy at both at number one. Um, it's all for the same reasons you mentioned, man. Cube is just uh that america's most wanted america's most wanted and death certificate those two albums 
Death Certificate might be the blackest, pro-blackest album you would ever want to hear. And he put it out in a time where being pro-black really wasn't cool to do. And was that you got did that come out the same year as the program? Um program came out. You mean the movie the program? Yeah. Good question. I'm not sure. They came out around around the same time. Around the same time. Yeah, around the same time. Um but America's most one of my favorite. Uh, I make the case, at least for my personal top 10, Ice Cube, the MC, is in my top 10. Mm. I don't think that's, I mean, that's without question. You can name off all these other top 10 MCs that you got. I will make a case that Ice Cube should be in everybody's top 10. Um, like you said, the longevity, he's still making music. He doesn't have to, but you know his impact in Hollywood, all of that stuff. But when it comes down to just rapping, Man, Ice Cube still he still can wrap circles around you. I mean, like it ain't even funny. And um, let me see, favorite. That's tough, man. Favorite Ice Cube song. Um, because here's the thing: the thing that people have to understand is that Ice Cube was a member of NWA. He was an integral part of NWA, and he left NWA at a time, obviously, that we found out later for contractual reasons. But he left NWA at a time where it wasn't cool for a rapper to leave a group. If you were in a group, it's almost like a gang. You in there for life. You don't leave the group. I mean, yeah, that happened in R&B. That happened to the Supremes. That happened in New Edition. You could leave a group. But you couldn't leave a rap group. And this was the world's most dangerous group, NWA. And Ice Cube was like, no, I'm good. I'm going solo. And so, Baylor, we had no idea what a solo album from Ice Cube would even look like, what it would even sound like. And then when, when they dissed them, we was like, oh, we, we you know, honestly, we young and impressionable kids. We think they're going to kill Ice Cube. <laughs> We're like, oh, they're going to get him. <laughs> it was like, it's like, he's going to roll it, up and smoke him. Especially what he was talking about. And, right. And my, and my apologies, my apologies. I got the movies mixed up. It's not the program, although that's a classic. I'm talking mm-hmm. about higher learning, but no, they're four years apart. Okay. Okay. They're four okay. years apart. But I would say that image that he had in that movie, that mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. reflects how the death certificate was. It really was. I mean, a man created a song called Burn Hollywood Burn. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, oh, he was on a song called Burn Hollywood Burn. I mean, like, it was it, Ice Cube was was and is you know West Coast hip hop. He is L.A. Um, when he came with West Side Connection at a time where while it was unifying the West, you know that was kind of risque because the East and West were quote unquote beefing. You know, yeah. but he but you know what he took he took his West Coast flag and planted it in the ground, and he wasn't afraid to stand on it, and he wasn't backing down. He he didn't he didn't diss anybody. He just West Side Connection was more or less about his love for his side of the of the coast. Well, yeah, and he had, he had a couple of he had a couple of couple of run-ins, you know. Yeah. Comment, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, you know that yeah, happens. Cypress Hill, you know what I mean. I never understood the Cypress Hill joint. I never understood that. I think it well from what they said. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's, it's it's always three stories. It's yeah. Their story, yeah. they story, and then the actual truth. Right, but it, I think it was all just some misunderstanding and Pac. I mean, not Pac, but Cube had you know took an idea from them or something like that. Okay, it, it okay, like okay. That. Yeah, man. But I, I got Cube at one. Probably my favorite song. Um, damn, I'm gonna go with <sighs> "Once Upon a Time in the Projects." 
That's mine. That is mine. Yeah, man. That oh my that God, is crazy. I I because I could ever since we started with Nip, I'm like, once we get the cue, I'm yeah, gonna tell man. him what's about her because because I just told you my favorite albums from him. Mm-hmm. But but War and Peace was one of my favorite too. And I, I oh man, I had both of them, and, and somebody stole the war one. I don't know There's always stole. somebody gonna steal your albums. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody stole it, man. That's crazy. And I remember, I remember that. I remember going to buy that. Yes, I went to go buy my album. There you go. There you go. And I remember going to the mall, and I had, and I went to a certain mall because it was an electronic. I think it was called Electronic Boutique or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was a store that basically sold albums and things like that. And I also went to go get a video game. So I went to go get Knockout Kings. Ah. I went to go get Knockout Kings that year. Knockout Kings. Uh, War and Peace and uh, the Damu Riders. Yeah. yeah. Now that's the little two West Coast right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I, did, I remember I, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I, I got the Damu Riders before I got the Crit ones. Uh, if y'all want a little bit of history, YouTube has it all banging on mm-hmm. wax if y'all hanging on wax it, yep. yeah yeah it, it, it get deep but oh yeah once about a time in a projects yo I mean, come on man that's storytelling that is bad hey yelling through the screen though hey let me in <laughs> the daddy got it in the gym and down the scene man, man come on that's my favorite song of all time dog oh my god and he's one of the best storytellers of all time yes i mean it, it, he he is that song epitomizes what I, I thought storytelling is, you know, because it's like <laughs> he, he goes through his whole thing by everything that he sees. And he's with this chicken. He was at the end. He's like, bitch, I didn't know this was a crack house. <laughs> Yo, and the, I every time I listen to that song, I picture everything happening. You know what I'm saying? When he mm-hmm. made, when he was ready to plan his mistake, when the yep. ba- when the baby daddy came back, <laughs> he, he started said, laying everybody down. What about face with a frown? Come on, man. That's... What what set you claiming? I don't bang up right. I can see him like I don't bang up right. The good runs. The whole scenery reminded me of good times. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, man. Yeah, I, Ice Cube, man. That dude, man. He he'll like I said, he's at one. K dot, if he keeps it up, he's got a shot at it. But he he's got a he's got a ways to go to 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 top that, you know, Snoop. But they they are within his his range. I think I think K dot, if he keeps this up, you know, he's and, there within his range. And I want to say this for people that say that your top five has to change, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But it, but it doesn't. No. Nah. And I'm gonna tell you why because history is history. You know what I'm saying? There'll never be another Barry Sanders. Nope. And the closest thing, I, me personally, the closest thing that we ever got to Barry Sanders was Reggie Bush to me. Mm, you know what I mean? Thanks. And so it's like, even though Reggie Bush will never be as great as Barry Sanders, he's probably in some people top five running backs of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I personally don't have Emmitt Smith in my top five, but I know he's a top five worthy running back. Right, right, right. You know what I'm History is history. If you just want to keep them there because of where they started, yo, it just so happened that K Dot was born too late, that's or it. it just so happened that Ice Cube was born way back in the day. So, mm-hmm. and that's just how it is, you know. On being on my show, uh, Twelve Cal about the sports show, I told you that my my whole thing with history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I respect history. 
You know what I'm saying? So if 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 a, a basketball player back in the day, uh, his the he broke the record of av- averaging 28 points a game, but then you got Michael Jordan coming through. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can understand. I can understand. But he still holds that record for that time period. Right. Now how long? It, now how long it, he he holds it? Who knows until the next person comes up. But to mm-hmm. me, if you were able to reach a top five status in your career at one point, I think you should be able to stay there. I think you should be able to, And it's okay with saying, like, yo, no, Jay-Z is up here, or Nas is up here, Big is up here, Pac is up here. Like, all of them dudes are number one worthy to me. Mm-hmm. All of them are number one worthy. Because nice. right now, to tell you the truth, Jay wouldn't be number one or Nods wouldn't be considered number one if everybody had a fair chance and everybody was still alive right now. Right. Fact. If everybody was alive right now and made the same amount of albums, I would love to see how y'all judged that. Oh, no. That, that'd be tough because somebody got to move. <laughs> somebody got to move. And let me just tell you like this. I was never really early on. I was really never really a Nods fan. Mm-hmm. I was a Nods fan later on. Right. But I always loved his first project. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it ain't hard to tell is one of, is a top five song to me. Mm-hmm. But his last two projects is undeniable, dog. Hit Boy wasn't born yet. Right. Hit Boy wasn't born yet, but he came along and created a sound that meshed with Nas so so good that if if a Nas fan said Nas is the best ever, he absolutely is. But you know mm-hmm. who else is better? K-Dot, you know who else is as good as him? Jay-Z or better, mm-hmm. depending on which day you want to wake up. Yep. All these all these cats are, are, are worthy of the number one spot to me. But if mm-hmm. you give these cats a fair chance and let them start from <laughs> scratch, let's who let's let's see who's gonna get up there. Yeah, because we already we already we already know how powerful Big was and Pac was. Mm-hmm. Just imagine you you getting a album from a Pac or Big. At age thirty or thirty-five, the message that they will be talking about, the production right. that they will be getting, you see what I'm saying? Like we didn't give them time, or we didn't give them time to grow. Mm-hmm. But their impact, though, is their impact is greater than any of the impacts that uh, of the artists that's still alive, mm-hmm. and they and they know that the, the fans. Oh, no know question. The, the fans know the difference. No question. So, yeah, no. no I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent. I mean, like. We we just we don't know what they could have been had they been around, and it, it's not their fault that they're no longer here. Um, but now I'm with you a thousand percent. We we can people can go back and forth about what's what's number one or who's number one or who should be in their top five or what have you. We just gave you our best five West Coast rappers. Um, before we get out of here, I, I thought for some reason I thought corrupt. Might sneak into your top five. Maybe corrupt. he's on your honorable mention. Corrupt, corrupt is a is a sleeper to me. Okay, okay, okay. Especially, especially young corrupt because dog food is one of my top albums of all time. You know what I mean? Somebody stole my shit too, <laughs> <laughs> and that was worthy of stealing, right? There. And I know who stole it too, my boy Mo. Oh, he Mo. still got it. Mo, look, the streaming services are here. I still need that album though. <laughs> I, I still need the hardcover. I need here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not on streaming anymore. Dog food isn't on streaming anymore. At it's least it's not, not on Spotify. It's not on Spotify, no. Oh, yeah. I'm with they I'm took with it down. I'm so I'm, I'm even more mad because now I'm like, and so when I go to Moe's crib, I'm I'm gonna steal my CD back. Got to, man. That dog food, 
No, dog food is on Apple. Okay, well, I, I need to go back to Apple then because I, I use take, I normally I take, use Spotify. I take, that, I take that back. I just looked at it. It's not on Apple. Okay, so yeah, I think they took it down. They took because they took yeah, they took they Chronic down. They took dog food down and i i want to Every, everything like, that was i think that was under death row wasn't it yeah i think i don't even think doggy style is there anymore yeah they, I got, took, they took it all they took it all down i think i think snoop is gonna put it back out yeah i still have the doggy style cd so i'm okay there but yeah man it, it's uh i i thought corrupt might make it i thought he might be on outside um somebody else i thought might make your list um dj quick quick cross my mind that's my, I, wife, I didn't, that's my I wife's think, favorite artist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Quick is dangerous, dog. Yeah. Quick is dangerous. But I'm gonna tell you what, he might he 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 didn't crack my top five West Coast artists, but he definitely cracked my top five producers. Oh, no question. No question. Um, I think if we had a 10, I, I thought quick would probably make you 10. Quick would um, be in a 10. Quick quick yeah. is in a 10. Yeah, for um, sure. Who else I thought of? Uh I thought if we did 10, E40 would definitely be in the top 10. 40 up there. Short is up there. Short. Um, and I there was one more I can't think of. I'll probably think of it after we get up. But those those right there, I, I thought, but I, I thought corrupt might have might have been able to sneak in. But I knew I knew Nip was gonna, I didn't know Nip was gonna be a, where, where you had in place, but I knew Nip was gonna make yours. I was like, okay. I was like, and, and, and let's just say this. We give Nip ten more years to live. Nip is probably in that top three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably on a high end. Probably at two. Because man, what at, he, at the trajectory where he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, it, I it, can it was, see it. it was crazy. But look, they're not gonna let too many ice cubes and and and, and too many pox, uh, you know, talk their message or whatever. Oh no, we know what it is. We know right. what it is. Right? No, no, it, it, it's. Those things are bigger than what the messages are coming. So, and those artists are bigger. So, um, you know, you you had to hope that that they would outlast everybody. But um, yeah, man, this this is dope, man. I, I'm I'm like I said, man, it's been a long time coming. We talked about it, I, and when you text me tonight, it was like, yo, I'm free. I'm like, shit, let's yeah, get I'm it done. Free. I'm, like, I'm free, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because ever since you asked me, I said, you know what, and. This is another thing. Mm-hmm. I listened to 12 Cal and now he sparked a new type of energy for mm-hmm. me as far as my creative process. So he said, man, let's do the top five West Coast artists of all time. And I said, all right, I wrote down in my notes, what would hip hop be without the West Coast? So we got that coming soon. Hey, you know what? No, it, it, it wouldn't be because again, like I said, from a kid like me in South Carolina, it, they were so influential, everybody. And it was just like, it wasn't the, and even as the West expanded, even when the explosion of Dre and, you know, death row, they were all encompassing. They never, even, even when the West was, was mad at the East or the artists that the artists who, you know, had to be for whatever like that, the South was always accepted and right. Mm. And, 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 and vice versa, man, I can't tell you. Cause like you said, Pop was, you know, related to the West Coast. He wasn't necessarily, he wasn't born there, but I mean, that's what he repped. And when he came out, he was coming out of Oakland. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where Pop goes, man. Everybody wanted to claim him. Like, it's people like, man, I know Tupac used to spend, because he used to spend a lot of time in Atlanta. So I remember people trying to, in Atlanta, trying to claim Pop. I'm like, no, he Baltimore. Baltimore, he's, that's where he's born. He lived in New York. 
you know, if you listen to the early Pac, that's a very, you know, radical Black Pantherish Bay Area type sound. You know, then that he came back when he got with Death Row. It was definitely a West Coast sound. And but he what? But like you said, he didn't sound like, you know, Cam. <laughs> he didn't sound like that. Those dudes, you know. So, um, but it was always encompassing. And so the West, the West and the MCs, particularly from the mid to late '80s, always meant something to me and my boys because. You know, we got our hands on that music and we got it relatively quickly. And Baylor, it was just it was eye opening for us. We didn't know and it even when we learned even when we learned about gangs, it wasn't like it wasn't something that was glorified or they tried to make it they kept it real. I mean, I know that sounds cliche, but they really kept it real, but they made it simple enough for us to understand, like, okay, this is the colors you wear, this is the colors we wear, this is what you do or you don't do when you come out here. We got love for you if you come out here. We ain't just gonna bang on you, but understand that you can't come in this neighborhood and say this or do that and i mean it was it was real clear and i think the music man it's just like you like you mentioned earlier man it made you move i don't care who it was man if it was kent king t act a fool man we used to play that shit so much man it was ridiculous and so like that was my introduction those artists like king t like easy e nwa uh seven eight three um then coming around the uh, digital underground, uh, short, um, far and then side. far, oh, far Souls, side. Souls of mischief. Souls Come on, mischief. man. Come on, man. Hey, man, listen, man, don't play around listen. with me, man. Man, listen, you, you said something on your podcast um, about a month and a half ago, I, and I meant to text you. I was driving, so I couldn't text you. And you said something about the East Siders, and the East Siders had this song. And I, Baylor, I couldn't, you know, like you get a song in your head, like you can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Man, I had to go to listen to every damn East Sider song <laughs> until, <laughs> until I figured out what the song was. I've said that before too. Man, that shit was banging. Yeah. And I mean, like, like you said, some of those, some of those rappers, you'll never confuse them with Rakim or. LL as far as like their lyrical presence or whatever like that, man. Yeah. But the thing that and, I always love... And, and, and they don't know about RBL Posse. <laughs> I remember RBL about, Posse. They don't know about RBL Posse. That, I remember. That, I, had, I was a little kid listening to that because my older brother and cousin was listening to that. Mm-hmm. And I know some of those tracks word for word, and I shouldn't know that word for word. Right, <laughs> right, right. Man, that that they always the thing I loved about those West Coast rappers, man, is that they always made music that made you move. I don't care what it is. You yeah. know, you, you can say these, you can say these the most gangster hardcore guys ever, but even an easy A, I mean, like he still gave you music to move to. You wasn't just gonna you wasn't dope man, come on, you gotta move. You ain't Cal, gonna just stand there. Cal, people won't believe me. And maybe because it's a lot of them that's a little bit younger than me, mm-hmm. they won't believe me that at one point Easy E was. It's go- it, now, hear me out when I say this. I'm not saying he's anywhere close, mm-hmm. but the way the way people was attracted to Easy E, it was scary, like almost on Michael Jackson status. I believe it. It was scary, bro, and I, I it it was just something different about him. I can believe, it. and I and the reason why I say you that is because when we got the news that unfortunately Easy E had passed, well, first we got the news he had AIDS, mm-hmm. and it was like we got the news like the second week of March and I think like maybe a week and a half later he died. So like 
it was just real weird. But I mean, like it was the the feeling that overcame us. Like we people were legit, like sad. Like, wait a minute, he's, he got AIDS? No, 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 that, that can't happen. That can't be. And you know, and we didn't have as much access to artists as we do now because you know now we can look on Twitter, we can look on IG, so forth and so on. You can actually touch the artist. You know, back then you couldn't. But man, it, it was uh, like you said when you said heroes. That's how they were. I mean, like, I literally, my boy Jay Fresh, uh, I mentioned earlier, he literally had, uh, I he had a he had a black hat and had Ice Cube across it. Like you couldn't tell him he wasn't Ice Cube. Like he literally thought he was. <laughs> he literally thought he was Ice Cube. <laughs> Our other homeboy, he had Gangsta Gangsta on. You know, I remember back in the day, dudes just had the, the print on their cars on their windshield. Mm-hmm. He had Gangsta Gangsta number one on his on his uh, Toyota Celica, I think. Like and this is like eighty nine. That's influence right there. And, and when I mean, you talk about and when you talk about music that just make you dance, from the moment you turn on a song, turn on Cali mm-hmm. is active right now. Turn on Cali is active. Turn oh, on I got five on it. The remix on. though, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Richie Rich. Richie Rich, <laughs> don't let me get in my bag, dog. I just, on, Where you man. from? Oakland. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> Come on, man. That was that was it. Come right on, man. Yeah, man. That was West Coast, man. West yeah. Coast is just yeah. it's real feel good music. We can it get is. very um, we can get very brutal and vivid in some of our diss tracks, but at the same time, it's either we're gonna be political or it's gonna be something you could dance to or write mm-hmm. to. Yep. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. And a lot of people don't even know, like like you said, doing the East Coast West Coast beef. We was we was kind of like, dog, why y'all be acting like that? But we about to show you what we about. You know right. What I mean? That's why that New York, New York will always be a special, <laughs> especially the video. Especially yeah, the man. video. You know what I mean? Ain't doing crush the buildings, you know? Yeah. Man. And you know what what's what's cool, I always thought was dope, man, was that even from NWA, they were always talking about LA places in LA particular that we were young enough and we didn't have Google Maps, you know, so we didn't know what these places were. So the first time I heard the word Rosecrans, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell is rose? What the hell is a rosecrans? And then, like, when I came to see my girl, we're riding down the street. And I happened to look up, and the sign says rosecrans. I'm like, oh shit, this is rosecrans. And she was like, yeah, why are you, why are you tripping? I was like, I was like, let me, let me lock my door. <laughs> let me lock my door. Hey, look, and you know what? I'm glad you said that because we gave you instructions too. Exactly. How to survive in South, South Central? Central. Come on, man. We're telling you right now. Exactly, exactly. But, oh, uh, but, but before I get out of here, mm-hmm. I, I would be remiss if I don't do this. I got to give a shout out to the up and coming new West Coast artists, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. a lot of people may not know about, and they got projects out that's been out, you know, they've been out for maybe a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. But Jason Cash, yes, he from Carson. We got Nana, he from the Crenshaw district. Uh, mm-hmm. Lil Rucci, he from Inglewood. Okay, uh, Rimble. And, and, and now let me tell you something about Rimble. He's a, he, he's probably one of the youngest out of the out of the ones that I just said. Mm-hmm. When you listen to him, <laughs> I don't know where you would put him. He's a, <laughs> he's a West Coast artist. He's the most proper sounding West Coast artist I've ever heard in my life. I'll send you a track if you haven't heard it. Yeah, heard send it, it or heard, I'm gonna send you music from all these from these four artists. Okay, check out Jason Cash album. I think I sent you Jason Cash album. If I have it, I'll send it to me. Send it to me, yeah. That is a summertime album. That is a barbecue album. 
Okay. Uh, oh, Airplane James. He's from the east side. He's from my part of town. Yeah, look him up. Uh, like I said, Lil Rucci, Nana. I think Nana is to me. He can he can he can reach K dot status. Oh wow, he can reach K dot status. Ain't a lot. Yeah, you got. I sent you his project. I sent you his first project. Okay. Um, I need to go and, back because I don't remember that. Now maybe I need to go back I, and check my text. I send, I send you both. He send, got two yeah, pro- send it to me again. He, he got two projects out, and then Rimble. Rimble. I smile when I talk about him because when you hear him rap, mm-hmm. it's so proper. But it, I just I can't even describe it, dog. I can't even describe. It. You just got to listen to it. But I want to give a special shout out to uh, to Sugar Free though. Oh, okay. Sugar free. Come on. A legend. Sugar free. Sugar free, man. That's all I gotta. Y'all, everybody should know who sugar free is. Oh, yeah. You gotta know. You gotta yeah. know. Um, oh, I can't forget about Vince Staples. I like Vince too. Vince Staples. I like Vince. Is dangerous. Salute to him. And mm-hmm. he figured out the new game. Like he figured it out. Like if you just listen to him talk about the mm-hmm. business, he is beyond he's light years ahead of time, and his he got some projects too. Yeah, I like yeah. Vince. I like yeah. Vince. and Vince Blue. don't take he don't take himself too serious either. I like Vince. I hey, like go, look, go look up Blue Suede. Yes. Blue Suede. If you want to hear some Lone Beach gangbanging, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 is one of the smartest artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the smartest artists. Period. Like mm-hmm. he figured it out quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. So hey, don't sleep on the West Coast. Oh yeah, I, I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention you know the the, the TDE crew. They don't, you know, they yeah, still that, that, that's it. That's just that's a cheat code right there. Yeah, there yeah. Schoolboy Q. Oh my god, man. Yeah, yeah, man. man. I don't think we'll ever get a, a black hippie album. Nah, because yeah. I because with Kendrick moving on, Schoolboy Q. I, I saw Schoolboy Q was like over in Scotland playing golf or something. Like, man, these yeah. dudes ain't making more albums. But it, I mean, that that run and that wave that they've had. I mean, you got to figure the top dog got some more things coming up under his sleeve. That you know, more heat coming. Um, so they're not done by any and, stretch and, of imagination. And, and a lot of cats just know black hippie, they talk about they talk about K Dot and uh Schoolboy Q. Uh, don't sleep on Absol. He oh, sleeps no. he no. sleeps a lot, but he's no. one of the most dangerous cats. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, shout out absolutely. to J Rock too. Shout oh, out yeah. to J Rock. Yeah. Shout out to J Rock, shout out to the whole TDE crew. Um, but yeah, man, I like I said, I had to get you on here, man, so we could chop it up, man. Uh, before we get out of here, man, tell folks where they can catch you at uh, on the podcast and on the socials. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Baylorism, at TikTok mm-hmm. at Baylorism. If you want to follow my IG, uh, that's at Baylor the Great. And just fly out to LAX. I might be available, <laughs> might not. Depends on who you are. Depends on how much time I got. Depends on how much time I want to spare. But yeah, come out here, get some of this sun. Yeah, man. LA is a beautiful place, man. Probably one of my favorite cities to visit. It, it's, it's expensive. Yeah, it, that it is. But I mean, it, but you know what, man? When you when I come out there, I don't even worry about money, man. I'm and as funny as that sounds, like I just I'm I'm coming out there for the vibe and the and the fun, man. And I love coming out there, especially like in the wintertime when it's cold back here and it's warm out there, man. Like I said, man, we we gotta we gotta come back. We we got we we're definitely coming back. We're leaving the kids. Um, we we might, huh? You know what that mean? You you leaving the kids? It's a it's a large margin that opens up for. Oh yeah, 
getting oh, into yeah. whatever you want to get into. Yeah, man. Yeah, we we definitely gonna do that, man. So um, make sure you guys check out his podcast, Open Run with BTG, uh, Baylor the Great. Those drop weekly, weekly on all platforms, so you can't miss them. Um, if you guys been listening long enough, if you don't know, check out my podcast. This podcast, the Twelve Kyle Podcast, it drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we'll drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, you can find it everywhere, questionmingle.com, Spotify, farmersmarket.com, wherever you want to find podcasts. That's where I'm at. Um, and on the socials, at 12Kyle. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. 12 Kyle, we, ha- can't do, we can't do this, though. What's that? We, we got to show the women some love. Yo, yo. Oh, Lady, yeah. Lady of Rage, Michelle. Yeah. I'm sorry. We got to do that. Oh, yeah. 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 Can't forget them, man. <laughs> Shout out to yo, yo. Yeah. Love yo yo, lady of lady of rage, lady is, better rage. Than, is better than some of these guys. Oh, let them know bars. She yeah. she more than held her own on um on, on death row. She was the first lady of death row, and rest in peace to Jules, who recently uh, passed away. Yeah, uh, another first lady of, of death row. Um, you know, say what you want, man, but death row cranked out a lot of records, a lot of records, man. So, yeah. Uh, the talent was definitely there. Cats like Danny Boy and um, RBX, you know, just to name a few. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, man, you guys catch the podcast. It's called the 12 Kyle Podcast. Again, drops weekly. Uh, that's going to do it for us. So for my brother, BTG, Baylor the Great, yeah, yeah. I'm your boy 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.